Welcome to our podcast, Bible Lessons for the Christian Life, hosted by TNW Ministries. In each episode, we will provide segments on practical life applications for followers of Christ through the in-depth study of the Bible. We appreciate you spending time with us today, and stay tuned after the lesson for more information on our ministry and how to contact us. On today's podcast, we'd like to continue our study of the fruit of the Spirit, found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So far in our study, we have focused on the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and gentleness. And this podcast, I would like to focus on goodness. To start, we must look at what goodness is. Goodness is actually the quality of being morally good or righteous, and righteous in the biblical sense is right standing with God. Being good is essentially to be good like God. We as human beings don't possess that ability to be good like God, but with the Spirit working through us, we can then actually produce that fruit of goodness out of our life, which is of God. I'd like to start in 3 John, and there's only one chapter to this book with 14 scriptures here. So I'd like to go to verse 11, and it says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. And if we go over to James chapter 4, verses 17, he goes on to say, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And that is because goodness is of God. We are commanded of God through the scriptures to do good as God would do good. And as we go through this, I think it's better to understand the goodness of God as it relates to these scriptures. And the best set of scriptures that I have found so far is in Psalms chapter 107, And this is a set of scriptures that I heard my father preach on many, many times. And he would pick out a certain set of verses from this scripture and speak about this. And these are the same scriptures I want to highlight with you today because it really does lay that foundation. And we start at verse one. It says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. And verse 8 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. This set of scriptures here is starting to talk about the children of Israel and their journey from Egypt to the promised land. And it talks here about how he gathered them all up. They wandered in the wilderness. They could not find a city to dwell in. They were hungry and they were thirsty. It says their soul fainted in them, which means they were on the verge of dying, some of them. And it says, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. 
And I think this is a very key piece of it. They cried unto the Lord and he delivered them out of their distresses and he led them forth. He took them out of their trouble and he brought them into a place. It says here, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. The Lord is good by nature. He can be nothing other than good. He is going to look out for your well-being. He's going to set things in motion that will ultimately turn out for your good. We stop and think of the, about the things that are happening in this day and age. And specifically right now, we have this COVID-19 virus that is taking place. And I'm watching things take place throughout the news and even just witnessing things on my own. And I see a lot of bad in the world right now. And it's unfortunate because these are people who don't have a hope and that don't have God and they don't have the knowledge that something good is going to happen down the road for them, that God will take them through. And I have a trust and a faith that God will take me through. But then I turn around and I witness a lot of things as well in which people are doing good for one another. There are several posts that I've seen on Facebook, in social media. I've seen various news accounts that show people are banding together. I saw one young lady who had a young baby that did not have any milk available for them and they couldn't find it anywhere. And guess what? There was a flood of people who were willing to donate milk for so this child would not go hungry. We've experienced that in our own lives, just us and our neighbors just going back and forth saying, hey, do you have this? Hey, do you have that? Here, I have some of this. And you start just trading things back and forth because you can't find the things in the store right now. That is the goodness of God. That is the goodness of God in motion, in action. That is what God expects us to do. And if we look back at these scriptures, when someone was in trouble, and if you look at these first eight verses of Psalms 107, when the children of Israel were in trouble and they asked for help from God, God did not turn them away. He came in and he did those things that only he could do and provided them with those things that only he could provide them with. And we in turn as Christians, especially in this day and age and in the environments we are finding ourselves in right now, we need to be able to step up and help those who are in need. If we have it to give, we show the goodness of God and we give what we can and we do what we can to help those that are around us. This goes on at verse nine. It says, for he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron because they rebelled against the words of God and contemned the counsel of the most high. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and see here is the pattern. They cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of the darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And as I go on through these scriptures, there is several of these. That was verse 15. If you go to verse 21, it says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. You go on to verse 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Four times in here, the scripture lends out a question to us. 
But it says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. God is good and we need to praise him for his goodness. But what this tells me is that we don't. We don't understand the goodness of God most of the times. We can cry out in our time of trouble and God will be good to us and he will provide to us. It may be healing. It may be financially. It may be in many sorts of ways that God will provide to us. But when we are in need, God will be there. And now the question comes, how do we show this goodness? First and foremost, we have to know God. We have to, as we have spoken all throughout this series, we have to accept the Holy Spirit for who he is. And we have to ask him to come and indwell within us. And then we have to allow him to work through us. And that's how the fruit of the spirit is produced. And goodness is just one of those aspects. If we go back and we talk about what the fruit of the spirit is, it is a singular fruit. It is not multiple fruits. It is singular in nature. It's like a diamond. If you take a diamond or any other gemstone and you take it and you look at it, there are facets to that diamond. And each facet has its own appearance and its own quality about it. And when you look at it, you can see different things as you turn the gemstone around or the diamond around. The fruit of the spirit is the same way. The fruit that is being listed here is just a different facet of the same spirit. When you turn that spirit from one facet to the other, you see a different part of it. And goodness is just one of those things. If we allow the spirit to indwell within us, then this will be one of those facets that will produce out of us. And one way of doing that is in, found in Romans chapter 12, starting at verse 1. Paul says here, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And that is just what I had just spoken about, is we present ourselves to the Holy Spirit, and we ask the Holy Spirit to live within us. And then we daily get up and we ask the Holy Spirit to come and live through us and through everything that we do. That is presenting your bodies a living sacrifice to God, is that you're constantly allowing that Holy Spirit and requesting that Holy Spirit to come and work through you and to be shown out of you in every aspect of your life. Not just when you go to church service. Not just when you speak to another Christian or not when you just get online and post a, a scripture. You want every part of your being and everything you do to represent God and the love of God and the fruit of the spirit. And it goes on verse two and says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to stress here, there are three descriptions of the will of God. It's good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. And I want you to be very aware of these three different descriptors of the will of God, because goodness is the very first one in the list. Being good, God's will is always good. There is no evil to it. There is no downside to it. It is good. There may be times that we endure something hard and we endure something that doesn't feel good, but ultimately the long-term will of God is for our good. 
a good example of trying to explain this is think about exercising. And I know that there are a lot of us out there who do not like to exercise, but we also know that exercising is for our physical good. So what happens when you start exercising? For instance, I have a stationary bike. When I started to exercise on that bike, it was tough. It hurt. You know, the muscles in my legs and things like that hurt. Or when we started hiking, the muscles throughout my whole body and my feet and legs would hurt when we would get done. And I just couldn't understand this is supposed to be so very good for me, but why does it hurt so bad? Or why does it not feel good? And as you do it more and more, you understand that that hurt goes away because you build the muscles and then you strengthen the body and you strengthen all these other things within you and you begin to lose weight and things like that. And as you go along, the the pain is nothing compared to the good that it causes you. So it's same way with God. God's will is always good. There may be times that we may find it difficult to live through portions of that because it may feel uncomfortable or it may hurt. But those are the times when God is building us up and taking us to a better good for us. And we'll go on to verse three where it says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members of one of another. And if you go on down to verse 9, it says, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with, with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. And that's a key one right there. We are to bless those or pray for those that use us in some way that those that are not being good to us we are to also be good to them in return which seems not right according to a fleshly mind we are not to curse back to them but we are to bless them and it goes on verse 15 rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth within you, live peacefully with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And that is the key verse right there. If you take nothing else away from Romans chapter 12, I would like you to remember Romans 12, 21 that says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. 
we cannot stop evil in this world unless we show goodness. And that goodness only comes from God. We need to be the ones that are showing this world how to treat each other. And that leads me to Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 14. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And that scripture right there, I, I have that one memorized and I keep that one in my heart at all times to remind myself, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And those good works are actually the good works of the spirit that lives within you. But it says that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which art in heaven. And let me stop right there, because in this world today, what people try to do I see it in the news and and I see it in everyday life. People try to do good things just so that they get the praise and the honor. They get the attention for it. And this is Jesus Christ speaking these words. This scripture instructs us to let our light shine. And that light is the spirit that lives within us. Let your light so shine before men. So that means in everything that we do, we are to let our light shine before men that they may see our good works and those works that of the spirit that are producing out of us. That's the love, the joy, the peace, the long suffering, the gentleness, the goodness, the meekness, the faith, every one of those good works that the fruit of the spirit has for us, that they may see our good works and glorify, not me. It doesn't say glorify Wendy or glorify Tony, or glorify you, or glorify someone in the public eye. No, it says that they may glorify your Father, which art in heaven. I don't want the glory. I don't even do this podcast for any glory. The reason I do this podcast is to glorify the Father. He has shown me and he has given me certain talents. He has given me certain ways of being able to research and study and certain ways to bring forth the message that he has given me that allows me to come to you in this day and age via this technology and share with you the knowledge that I know. It is not for my glory. It is not for Tony's glory. This is for the glory of God. And I want you to take away today and remember this scripture. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works in everything that you do. Your good works and glorify your father, which art in heaven. Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or other podcasts or to access our written Bible study notes, please visit our website at www.tnwministries.com. You may also contact us via email at tnwministries at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless.